0: Super Bowl, Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called, what is it called?
1: Super Bowl Saturday.
0: Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out, through every day of his life, just keeps winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I think thank you very much. Make
1: Make it. Make a, uh, a, 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 a I do. it. I hate dogs. Hit the
0: door. We, we love, love you, Scot- Today, whew, I've got the star and profile. Before. you guys talk about being students of the game i am the f-ing game jr
2: Hope everybody's doing all right out there It is Wednesday night And that means your dirt sheet Dirt, dirt sheet dudes are here And what is going on I am Boxman Hope everybody's doing good I already said that Got the boys joining me What is going on there Smarkety smark You know I'm doing good I've
3: been perusing the dirt sheets So I'm ready to do this
2: Yeah, you know, I I know. I know it happens. It happens. It happens. Eric, what's going on with you, sir?
4: Not much. How about you, (sighs) Southside? Glad to be back.
2: Yeah. Glad to be doing this tonight. Man, been a long day. A long one. I hear that. I didn't fucking barely... The only time I sat was to sit on a goddamn forklift. I unloaded a fucking nightmare amount of trucks today. I went through a roll of... 1,250 yeah. goddamn labels. I don't know how you go through a whole roll in a day, but I did it.
5: <sighs> wow.
2: Meanwhile, here, you you guys want to hear something that made me really laugh today? I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, unloading a truck, and I noticed it was a little creaky, and, I you know, you could see a little bit of daylight through some of the floor. Well, finally, mm-hmm. I, I get to, like, three-quarters down in the truck, and I look down, and I'm like what i think it is this guy had taken a saw blade a big circular saw blade and put it down on his floor as a as a kind of to mend where the floor had a hole in it damn i mean tell me you're from texas without telling me you're from texas a fucking saw blade as a piece of steel on the floor. Meanwhile, I drove over it. It worked fine, but <laughs> Yeah. And it that's wasn't. Crazy. And it wasn't the only one in the truck. I'll tell you that now. There were there was a couple on the other side too. So yeah, that's what. Uh, that's the fun stuff you get driving in trucks, man. It's uh, some of them literally sound like haunted houses. It gets a little scary in some of those trucks. I'll I'll be honest. You just. You feel like you're gonna fall through some of them when you're when you're in there on a on an uh a, you know an eighty seven hundred pound forklift. You just feel like you're gonna go through, but of course, I'm fine. Obviously, just a long day, but uh, that's enough of me, bitch. And anything else happened fun in uh, any of your lives today? Nothing? No.
3: No,
2: just work. Just <laughs> work. I
3: can't say that I've uh, ever taken on a forklift before, so
2: no no ever driven a forklift before never i have not
3: actually i've operated a few pallet jacks but that's not nearly as fun or exciting or dangerous
2: no well no not really though you're right you're right although i've seen some pretty crazy stuff with pallet jacks matter of fact about three weeks ago a guy uh truck driver for a lot i think it was estes Got his, you know, unloaded his truck, went to pull away, left his door open. Pallet Jack went rolling right out of his truck, right out Eesh. of the back of the truck, slammed down on the ground. I'm, I'm laughing, which probably shouldn't have been, but I'm laughing at the guy, and I, I still went and helped him pick it up, but I couldn't help but laugh. It was a, it was an awful sound too when that thing hit the ground. Ugh, I mean, I don't know. Pallet Jack pissed me off. They can lift 5,500 pounds, but a fucking... A, a, the smallest splinter on the floor will stop you in your tracks. Yeah. 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 Pallet jacks, man. Fuck those things, too. Uh, prefer a forklift, but, you know, that's just... I, I honestly was driving a forklift and a tractor before I was driving a car. Wow. Yeah, I was driving a forklift that at 14 years old when I was working for my dad, so... I drove forklifts and tractors before I ever even touched a car.
4: Nice, wow,
2: yeah. Which is probably why I kind of knew how to drive a five-speed from the tractor because we had a big old five-speed Kubota tractor. It's probably why I knew how to drive a five-speed as soon as I jumped in one. So I don't know.
4: You need to be certified for forklift.
2: Mm-hmm. No. Yes and no. You're no. if you're comp- well, when you do
4: things legally.
2: If no nah, it well, first of all it depends on how many employees you have on forklifts. Number one. Number in this is in Texas. Number two, it depends on if your company um mandates you to be certified. Some do, some don't. My company doesn't give a fuck. I've never had a forklift license. Ever.
3: Well, if your dad was using you as child labor at like fourteen, then yeah, probably forklift certification wasn't a high priority.
2: Who the fuck said he was paying me? <laughs> that, that's what I'm
3: saying. Well, that's true. I guess technically, yeah. He have to be paid in order to be extorted. Uh, yeah, well, that's an interesting loophole.
2: Yeah, he wasn't paying me. Meanwhile, I, I, I was helping out. I was having a blast doing it. But um, we'd be there till all hours of the night because my dad also did assembly work. And uh, we'd be there gluing foam to corrugated. Corrugated pads for... Uh, an electronics company. But I, I've got a mm. scar. I don't know if you can see the scar over here on my face. Ever? You can see it?
5: No. Oh, I mean, it?
2: there's a little discolorment from, like, the rest of your face. but. Well, yeah. It almost looks like a uh, smallpox scar. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I was... <laughs> I fell asleep on a glue gun. <laughs> a, hot, a hot glue gun. Ooh. Oh the glue I had to wait for it to dry and then rip it off. And I didn't want to do it because I knew it was gonna take skin and goddamn if it didn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that that was before I knew about the old vitamin E tricks. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about my uh, my uh you know, work <laughs> ventures. Home disasters. I could tell the I, I could tell crazy stories about work all night. I swear to God, I could. You have no idea what I've, what I, what we've done at my workplace over the years. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. Uh, I had some fun back in the Florida days, but uh, we'll just leave that alone. I'm. I will. We'll leave all that. That'll be a whole another show, maybe one day. Who knows? I guess we should jump into plugs, and we can. Ask, uh, ask, what was that? Ask
4: Boxman questions.
2: There you we should
4: go. Have a show, Ask Boxman.
2: Yeah, yeah, that might work one day. Who knows? We'll see. But um, all right, I guess we we can jump into plugs. Then we can get into wrestling. We don't have a ton to talk about. I got to be honest, I did not see all of the NXT War Games. Uh,
4: so, I didn't see any of it.
2: All I right, going back well, to watch. let's just skip that. Obviously, I missed Raw. I Did see AEW? Did see AEW tonight? So um. We got plenty to talk about, though. We got the Jeff Hardy thing to get into, and we got plenty more to get into. And we've got some audio to play. I've even got more Scott Steiner audio.
0: Yes. Uh huh.
4: Tiktok. You guys can talk about the NFC. I don't care. I don't care if you spoil it for me. Nah. I already know what.
0: Happened. Nah. It
4: kind of happened.
2: Ah, uh, we're plenty of time away from that. They've heard everything they need to. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I mean, we'll get into a little bit of the Johnny Gargano stuff, obviously, uh. in the. You know, a little bit of stuff we'll get into of it, but um, we don't need to do that right now. Yeah, like I said, let's knock the oh. plugs out of the way. That means I put the music up a little bit. We play that bad boy. And uh anyway, go ahead and kick it off, brah. Listen, listen to Everything
4: Unscripted Podcast on com slash Podcast. This Friday night on Unscripted Wrestling, on, on the Unscripted Wrestling Show. We know Mick Foley, uh, the rest of the top ten, um, moments and matches from him. Polls are up in several groups on Facebook, um, old school, 70s, 80s, 80s and 90s, real wrestling bands, all that good stuff, and, um, you guys go out and vote, um, and then this Saturday, we're doing uh Unstructed Unlimited. We're doing our top ten favorite UFC fighters of all time. Me, Daniel, and Doug. And then Sunday for Mindy and uh, Daniel for Scary Cat. Nice. And the NFL hard hit either Tuesday or Wednesday with me and
2: Clinton. Alright. Packed schedule over there. Hope y'all can remember that if you can't. Rewind. Rewind. Hit that hit that yep. hit that fifteen second rewind. We'll be taking
4: a two week break after uh Probably after
2: this week, I think it's two weeks. On a two-week break, I think after Christmas and New Year's, nice, good idea, good idea. A little,
4: yeah,
2: little, daniel's going away, so little vacation. <laughs> very nice, very nice. So exactly, right. That'll lead us into the high marks. Of course, that's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G Wiz. It is so much fun to listen to. You should already be doing it. That's right. And you can catch them on Mixlip.com slash Metal Network. That's right, two Ts and Mit. And, of course, that's Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So check them out. And, of course, go subscribe to Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They're the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. You never know when something's going to pop up on there. So definitely get subscribed. Stay subscribed and be a happier person for it. And, of course, we got Stephen Milan. He is sharing the show. He's on Letterboxd, dot com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. He's sharing the show, and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you, sir. And don't forget, Hollywood Hangout, Mixer.com, slash Hollywood-Hangout. Uh, I, honestly, I'm kind of up in the air for this Saturday. I'm going to be here with just my daughter, probably so i might not be able to do a show i might uh, uh i'm kind of up in the air if she's sleeping i can do a show if she's awake let to be tough. what are you planning gonna be tough so i don't know stay tuned that's what i'm saying so all right smart
3: well, you know who always neglects their family for shows is Cheese Man. So you want to join us for Monday's 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network for Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man, G-Wiz, Luke Burge, myself, as well as Matt, Cheese's brother. Cheese made fun of me the other day for always admitting him from the plug. So there it is. Sunday's 2.30 p.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. It is Motor City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet on Tour. It's the Planet on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available as well as Season 2, which is underway, so be sure to subscribe.
2: Alright, there we go. Alright, we knocked that bad boy out, we can turn that music down, we can hit that pause button, and we can get into some news before we get into AEW, and you know what? For once, we're going to start out with damn good news. I mean, really good news for once. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start out with some damn good news. Um, We had mentioned a while ago about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was uh, in the hospital, I think it was just a few weeks ago, actually. And Well, he had prostate cancer for a little while there, and now he is already doing better. Um, basically, you know what, I I didn't realize I could play this. He's got a little thing here from Twitter. Give me one sec. Let me pull this up on this top computer real quick and we'll play his message to everyone. Go to news, go to Wednesday, go right to here. Yeah. Give me a few seconds here, guys, and I'll get this popped up. So here we go. That is up. And I just got to wait for the Twitter thing to pop up and then we can get rolling from there. Play his little message. Let me turn the uh, volume up on the computer. And here, not yet. Here, no. Almost. It's moving, it's loading. I feel like I'm loading a nudie picture from fucking
4: 1999.
3: There you go. Oh, there. Oh. It's some South Park pictures of wrestlers. <laughs> All right, here we go.
2: You playing a fucking... Hi, everybody. File of the just want to share- oh, there you go. All right, here we go. I got it. You ready?
5: Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. I just want to share everybody the great news I just received that my cancer was all encapsulated inside my prostate. To check my bones, that came out clear. The surrounding tissue came out clear. The lymph nodes came out clear. So thank God I'm cancer-free. You know, this is my second bout with cancer. 20 years ago, I had kidney cancer, now prostate cancer. Folks, remember, early detection saves lives. And Merry, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho!
2: Well, that's fucking awesome to hear. I mean, that that really is, man. I love hearing that.
4: Yeah, me too.
2: Yeah, because they said he wasn't doing so well for a while there. And uh, great to hear him make a comeback. And obviously, I mean, he looks, if you you know watch this little Twitter video here, he looks great. He, I mean, he doesn't look amazing, but he looks damn good for a guy who just had cancer, and thank God he beat cancer twice now. Twice beat cancer. Don't fuck with Hacksaw cancer. That's what I say.
4: And hopefully Jim Ross fights it, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Jr. Jr. actually said he is doing better. We'll be back on that twenty ninth show. So he hasn't been. Yeah, I think they said he's up
3: to procedure number eight. So he's yeah. coming along.
2: Yeah, eight out of like twenty two. Oh my god, that would yeah. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm still in the teens here. <laughs> That'd be awful. I couldn't even imagine going through that, but. uh damn good right here because prostate cancer is one like he said though early detection is definitely key and uh, prostate cancer can be something that they can either it's either going to be gone or it's already spread through your body quickly so glad they got it glad it was uh, encapsulated as he said right just all up in his prostate
3: (sighs) I felt so immature because I was trying my best to, like, stifle a laugh. I'm just like, it was all in my ass. Everything was okay. Like, all right, well, good, I guess. Glad that you're feeling better. That, that's the key point there. Like hey, well, I was not ready to hear the word encapsulated.
2: They got it. That's all that matters. He's doing better. Like you said, the bones came out yeah, exactly. clear. Lymph nodes surrounding tissue. He is doing great and cancer-free. That's 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 some good news to start the show with off right there, I think. That's what oh, I that's what I think. So anyway, that's what we were gonna start the show with. And we did. So since I was telling stories, you guys wanna hear another story? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Well, This one would I feel be
4: like we're
3: just all like sitting around a chair. You have like a big, like, rocking chair. You're smoking <laughs> a pipe. You got like a robe on. Like, all right, kids, gather around. We'll well, local got a little box kind of story for you.
2: Here, if it'll make you feel better, I'll take a hit off the bowl. Here,
3: hey, you, yeah, that always helps.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe the wife will come in with a shot in a few minutes. Who knows? Here you go. Take a couple hits off the bowl there. All right, I got a story for y'all. want to hear Here, here it go. So I guess Freddie Prince Jr. now has a podcast because who does not um, I mean, who, I mean, really, who doesn't at this point? Uh, I'm surprised when people say they don't have a podcast. I'm like, really? They who the fuck are you? Okay. Um, so I guess Freddie Prince Jr. has a podcast. Obviously, he is a former writer for WWE. Yes, the actor that plays Freddie for the Scooby Doo movies. Uh, that's also him, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, but he told a story about a um, promo class. <laughs> this is great. This I'm not sure. He didn't say when it was, but he, this is from promo class. It's a little long, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm just going to read the uh, up to where. Don't worry. I'm going to go from here. Okay, Freddie Prinze Jr. says he's telling his, I forget, I don't know who his co-host is, but anyway, he's talking about a production meeting that led into a promo class. He said, I sit down, and every single professional wrestler employed by WWE on the roster is in the production meeting, he said. All of the writers and agents are in the very back. Vince is sitting in the front of the room behind a table with protein bars and energy drinks. We've heard about the protein bars. Bruce Pritchard has made many jokes about the protein bars. Anyway, he gets up, Starts talking about what he's wanting, what they're lacking, and what he's not seeing from them. He literally says the words, you have to give me a little razzle-dazzle. The writer to my left, who's a younger guy, whispers, what the hell does razzle-dazzle mean? I know none of the wrestlers really know because he said it's like vaudeville. He made this comparison when he said to me, we give them some comedy We give them some music. We give them some suspense. It's vaudeville, Freddy. It's vaudeville. Okay. So this is where Vince's mind is. Uh, We have Razzle Dazzle and vaudeville.
3: Yeah, that explains the name Madcap Moss
2: and Happy Corbin,
3: I suppose.
2: I'm still wondering why they got rid of the vaudevillians at this point, to be honest with you. If he, he really did it. that was actually working. That was a decent gimmick. It was a decent gimmick and it was it was getting over. Right when they decided to break those two guys up. It was getting over. But I mean, if he thinks it's vaudeville, you you had the gimmick, bro. I mean, you fucked it up, dude. Anyway, he continues. He continues. He says, Vince in the meeting said, now, you're going to show me what you've got. Let me get some volunteers. A few people put their hands up. Seamus gets up and walks to the front, takes initiative. He doesn't wait for someone to say yes. He takes initiative, and Vince likes that. That's an alpha move. Wade Barrett gets up, same thing. We have an Englishman and an Irishman. This should be a really easy promo for these guys to cut, Vince said. I'm going to give you a premise. You're a dog, and you're a dog. Now make me want to watch you fight. (laughs) Prince says, my heart stops, and I'm not even the one doing it. You can feel the panic. Everyone everyone got tight. There was so much tension. You could see sweat beads all over Wade Barrett's forehead. Seamus, stone quiet. He doesn't move. He looks like one of the English soldiers outside the place, the palace, he said they're frozen. Thirty seconds go by, not a sound. Forty five go by, nothing. I'm dying, Freddie says. I want to jump up and say, stop. It's like watching a murder. A minute goes by. Seamus says by accident out loud, I think I'm having an out of body experience. And no one laughs because they can't, because that it, because they can't believe it just came out of his mouth. Wade takes the first step. He growls. As soon as he growls, Vince gets up and yells, not an actual fucking dog, son of a bitch. And he storms out of the room. He came back and says, let's try again. Seamus is going to be the baby face dog. And he starts talking. He said, I'm a good old dog. I'm loyal. And Vince said, just forget the whole damn thing. Storms off. Promo class is canceled. (laughs) holy fuck a dog first of all he wants razzle dazzle which that's great right in its own I mean and vaudeville which I mean let's face it I mean how many people in that roster really still know what vaudeville is
4: I don't
2: even know exactly I mean I do I'm old not that old, but old enough to know what vaudeville is. So somebody comes
3: back the next day dressed up like a fucking WB frog.
2: Like this is what you wanted, motherfucker. Yeah you, you go. I, I I but I love this the I this... would have
3: loved if somebody just cut a promo about like somebody trying to sniff their ass and how they're gonna pay, you know, if they're gonna get a back for it. Like you pissed on my tree for the last time, motherfucker, it just because it's like four minute long, this abstract promo using dog metaphors. But what's crazy about this, though, is like this happened at somebody's place of employment. Yeah. Like These guys were employees to a business. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what people don't truly appreciate about this was this was somebody's boss, a boss of a multi million, if not a billion dollar company uh-huh. telling them to act like dogs and then being mad when they act like dogs
2: paid to be there number 1 and and mm-hmm. the, the the most adorable part of the story is that Seamus was going to be the baby face dog mm-hmm.
5: wow. I, but
2: i i really think that if they talked about sniffing ass vince might have enjoyed that that's that's vince's humor yes Uh, It really is. See,
3: he fucking threw threw him a softball and just threw him right down the middle. You talk about sniffing ass for a couple minutes and, you know, throwing some pooping in the yard or whatever, and you got yourself, you're a fucking world champion the
2: next day. Oh. If he had said pissing in the yard, oh, talk about the yard more. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yard. Oh, that's a, I I don't know. I just figured we'd start with a nice little story. And uh, I, first of all,
3: I got another one. Oh. in relation to another thing that freddie prince jr said okay uh freddie prince jr and his first day writing for wwe michael hayes said so are you ready to work on some storylines that are going to get cut every week or not we <laughs> <laughs> like imagine it's just like there, there's no bullshit there's no pretenses it's just like kid are you ready for the like you're welcome to the first day of your job you're gonna it here, and then he presses a button on a bone box, bad street, plays and he saunters
2: off. Well, and I mean, and this is Freddie Prinze Jr.'s. I mean, this was his second run with the company, you know that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, was, yeah, this was this was run number two. I don't think he's going back again,
5: no, no,
2: no. That's probably why he got a podcast and is now telling these stories. Meanwhile kind of want to hear some of these i, I want to i don't know how long he's going to be talking wwe stories but i want to hear some of these as of now i'm thinking about he,
3: it he um as, as if you do a good example of that would be it, it's from a while back i think it's about a year or two old at this point but he was a guest on the new day podcast and so they talked about his time there
5: hmm. and he, he had
3: some kind of good stories there too so it's gonna be a fucking crazy place to where i would have Unfortunately, we're never going to get that opportunity, but I would have given anything just to hear like an extensive report on like Patrice O'Neill's experience there.
2: Well, he's talked about it on uh, Opie and Anthony before. He said basically, he said it didn't last long. It was only a few days. It was not long at all. It was actually only, I think it was a couple of weeks, to be honest with you. He basically said that mm-hmm. he really, none of his storylines made it to TV. None of that at all. Uh, he was riding in a golf cart with Stephanie one day. And she looked at him and went, You know you're fired, right? And he went, Yeah, I do. <laughs> and that was it. So there you go. There's your there there's the story. <laughs> what else would you like to hear?
3: Uh, well, yeah, I'll have to think about some requests and get back to you
2: later. All right. There you go. Eric, anything you'd like to hear by any chance? Put in a request? no
4: if i do i'll i'll
2: let you know okay
3: thank I'll
4: you think about it all right
3: there you go are you familiar with the song still inside you Is this no. like a piano bar we take, you take your requests
2: no no ah well i do like piano bars though i do like piano bars dueling piano bars of course those mm. are fun those are you ever been to one of those the dueling piano bars
3: I have never been any place fancy enough to merit a piano bar. I will oh, admit that.
2: Those places are cool, man. They're fun. They're they're old school fun. You, they, they're still telling dirty jokes in those places. We have one, not close to us anymore. It used to be close to us. It was. That's where my wife went for her, uh, bachelorette party. Hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm. That was the same night. Me and Anthony were talking about the movie The Chase. And the last 45 minutes took us 10 minutes to go through. Let's just put it that way. Uh, (laughs) That was a good night. Good night. But um, all right. Smark, you got a few things. Um, I honestly do not have a ton more. So news is going to be quick. This might actually be a nice quick show, which I wouldn't mind getting some fucking sleep. So uh smart it's a truncated
3: version. Uh-huh. Um I'm gonna save I'm gonna save one story for last from me at least because I feel like it's sort kind of a highlight of the day. Ooh. One of the big news stories of the day. But hey, what one thing you can always rely on during a slow news cycle is that Raw is going to be terrible. So Brandon Thursday put out a tweet today that says Raw Monday on USA Network averaged one. Th- 1500 essentially, we can round it up because it's 1599, so 1600 total viewers. 18 to 49 is a 0.35, which averages out to 462,000 viewers, or it's 1 million, One, so yeah, 1 million,
0: million.
2: yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah.
3: Anyways, so the point of the story is that it's the lowest, uh, 18 to 49 we're on record, mm-hmm. so once again striving for greatness another new low in raw ratings uh which will probably be the case in like two or three weeks anyway too so you know
0: yeah I,
2: their demo for a long time has not been 18 to 49. it's just not it's mostly they they don't get it they need to their own statistics this was a couple of years ago showed that their main, audience was like 55 to like 65 or 50 to 65. So, I mean, I know you can't cater to the old people. Get Vince out there more. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll help a lot. But uh you also, kids don't stay up this late.
5: <laughs> no.
2: Some. I mean, you know, some kids are just sitting there eating fucking candy and getting sugared up and then, you know, going to bed at midnight, but most kids don't. Most kids go have a, you know, nice early bedtime. My kids go to bed at 8.30 on school nights. Actually, the funny, the, the, the sadly funny thing that you mentioned was like,
3: yeah, bring Vince back out there, get some better ratings. Unfortunately, when they were coming off of the Survivor Series with the stupid fucking Faber-J egg that got stolen. Ah and they did a whole Raw based on Vince trying to find the golden egg that actually did good ratings. So, unfortunately, it's not good television, theoretically speaking, or at least in terms of what I view to be good wrestling and good television, but it does pop ratings somehow, some way.
2: Or was someone going, dude, you have to check this out. There's a fucking egg on Raw. And people were like, "I, I don't think they mind that, though. I'll check it out for a little while.
3: I know just guy don't. done having a battle royal where people were eating pieces of pizza during it so it's like they don't really give much of a shit well, it's weird though because their whole initiative right now and that'll change in a couple months but it's like okay you can't have anybody in the performance center that's like under 30 and they're trying to get all these newer people and all these younger people but then the average age of their viewers are like into their mid 50s to sometimes early 60s so it's just like right. all of, like you're trying to get younger for a, a fan base that is primarily older people that are already familiar with the guys that you already have of mm-hmm. and would appreciate older talent, theoretically. So it's like, I, I don't understand. You're clashing against your viewership.
2: <sighs> yep. Just letting the rum go down the esophagus here for a second. Mm.
3: I guess since we're here at the, at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's almost that time. Are you you a peppermint snaps person by chance?
2: I'll drink it, I'll regret it, because I don't like peppermint at all.
3: Oh, you're missing out. I, but well, I guess you're not because you still drink it. But. Well,
2: listen, if you're at the bar, you know you got stinky breath and you are you you find someone, it's a good thing to take a shot. It is. Mm-hmm. Like mouthwash
3: The one thing I enjoy That they have around this year They always have around this time this year Or every year I don't know if they're doing it this year or not I haven't been out to the store yet But uh, Smirnoff has peppermint vodka And it's a scratch and sniff bottle And it really smells like peppermint So you scratch the bottle It smells like peppermint tastes like peppermint It's nice and good for
2: you So they make you Here sniff our bottle this here, everyone picked this up. Now it's your turn to sniff it with your nose.
3: Okay, yeah, I guess you know, in light of COVID, and everything that that's less of an appealing option. But I was on, <laughs> I was in adapter of it a couple of years ago, so it, I didn't necessarily run it through today's prism.
2: Understood, understood, sir. I get it.
3: I get it. You it. Yeah, as soon as you said, wait a minute, let me understand this. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't think about the fact that there's a bunch of. <laughs> Like, other, like, like me, gross alcoholics rummaging around the liquor store at, like, fucking 2.30 on a Tuesday, just sniffing this bottle and contaminating it for everyone else. I didn't, they didn't track for me.
2: Or even without COVID, just a bunch of dirty people going, I mean... People's hands are dirty. I don't care how clean you think you are, your hands are dirty and you go in and bunch people pick that bottle up and just put your nose right up to it. Give it a little scratchy scratch and put your nose right up to that bad boy. Go for it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I'll
2: pass. Mm-hmm. I'll pass.
3: I- and, and it's like Christopher Kane saying in the chat the chat to go back to what we were talking about a little bit. He was saying wrestling needs to attract younger viewers in general. Which I do agree with, but it's like How do you do that right now is a major question because it's like, I feel like when wrestling is at its best, it's reflecting society mainly because it's like, you know, you look at the attitude era and stuff like that. Television as a whole was a lot more, you know, groundbreaking at the time, envelope pushing, edgy, however you want it, whatever adjective you want to use Mm -hmm. for it. So it's like, what do you do in today's society? You know, like today's society, how do you mirror that into wrestling without... Doing like, you know, gimmicks that are just sort of in poor taste or whatever. Well, all
2: right. Let me, first of all, Christopher Kane brings up a good point. GCW has a much younger fan base, and they do. Deathmatch wrestling, you're not going to get a lot of old dudes that like Deathmatch wrestling enough to go. Put it that way. You're just not. I mean, I like it. I'm probably not ever going to go. Maybe. Doubt it. But there's that and there's just the fact that you can't do it right now because no matter what you do, if you try to get edgy, you're gonna oh, Christopher Kane's forty-four. Um there you go. I thought you were younger. I'm sorry. Excuse me for thinking you were younger.
3: It does seem younger for sure.
2: So I, <laughs> I should have realized it when me and him think the same way about Cody sucking his own dick. <laughs> most times
3: that's universal. That because is, like you're that.
2: right. That's, that's in all age groups. If you didn't get by the reaction
3: tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he's not wrong though. Cause like I, I like uh, GCW. I'm 30, 31 at this point, but I do see a lot of people who are like in their thirties or forties, sometimes
4: a little bit older.
2: Yeah. Eric, do you, I mean, do you watch any GCW on like Fightful or anything?
0: No.
4: Yeah. Oh, is it on uh,
3: YouTube? Yeah, they have a YouTube channel. They upload yeah. matches and stuff sometimes.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. They they, they pop up certain matches I'll check and it stuff. Out. Yeah. It's they,
4: probably, probably some matches that I like.
2: Oh, I'm sure there would be. I'm They sure do there some would.
4: hardcore, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Nick Gage's promotion, basically. I mean, it, not his promotion, but it's kind of his. I, I don't know how to put that.
3: Well, it's his home promotion. Definitely. So, I mean... He doesn't own it, but
4: he is uh, the star of CZW.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who owns
4: CZW? I thought he was part of CZW, too.
2: He was. um, I think
4: DJ Hyde still owns CZW. It's Brett Lauderdale that runs
2: CZW. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. CZW, yes, DJ Hyde does still own it, which is why it doesn't do well. But, um... What? What? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh I, I by the way i did speaking of what? gcw i watched they hit, did a weekend of shows this weekend i watched the soul alive show it was pretty interesting there's it was, it was a couple of good matches but um i think you would appreciate this box a titty fellow
2: oh who's
3: um ellie catch ellie cat is what she used to go by oh but, uh, she was wrestling thunder rosa she got her in a headlock hmm she, like, rolled out of the headlock. Or she kept trying to escape the headlock. She ended up rolling out of the ring, and they cut to her, like, they're on the floor. Thunder Rosa still has the headlock rocked in. And you see, it's, like, it reminded me of that uh, half-baked, where, like, they're fighting, <laughs> and, like, one of the ladies' booze falls out. Yeah. And then just everybody stops. So it, it, that made me laugh, because it was just, it was. It's funny because it was like this big sort of showcase match for her because they brought in Thunder Rosa and they're making a big deal about it. And they had a really good match, but it just made me laugh because it's like right in the middle of the match, just to get the titty popped up. So, yeah, I mean, you pretty much get everything you want if you're a male fan or into women if you're not a male fan.
2: Right. Whatever kind of fan you are. So, uh all right. But anyway, back to the, the point, which was why you how you do that right now. You can't unless you do like the really edgy stuff which I, i'm sorry attitude era had more younger fans it did it really did that rebellious yeah, yeah. that rebellious type of uh tv is what was gaining young fans back then let's face it most of your rebellious types are your teenagers your 20 somethings your you know your early 20s and stuff like that that's the if that's where you want to go, you're going to have to do that again. But you can't do that again, because there's everyone's offended by this. This side's offended by that. The middle's offended by this. The, the the right's offended by that. The left's offended by this. The middle's offended. Everyone's offended by everything. You can't fucking win, no matter what side you're on. No Soft what, society. Yeah, yeah, you just can't win. There's no winning anymore. I just don't think you can really do oh, turn my phone on vibrate i just don't think you can do i mean AEW is doing the best they can and being as edgy as they can i mean who they let a shit out every now and then you get a little blood every now and then it's about as edgy as you can get i mean besides but, i think even outside of that though like just the way that people consume
3: the way younger people at least consume media is different You know, there's more people spend more time, you know, on TikTok or on Twitter or watching YouTube videos or whatever than they do watching television, obviously. And and even, you know, some of the streaming services. So unless like when I for a while there, there was we had talked about uh, Lucha Underground was on Netflix. And I thought that was going to be big because I think, you know, it's getting a wrestling company on Netflix, I thought it was going to do really good for them. But then ultimately that proved to not be true. But it's just nowadays the way that people consume their media is just so there's so many choices and it's so easy to get like just sort of a very kind of narrow vacuum of, you know, what it is that you want, you'll watch or consume or whatever. It's hard to sort of break through that barrier and get to more people.
2: Well, and I mean, that's, I mean, that I guess that can just kind of bring us sort of into the next story and keep us going with this one a little bit, which is about WWE stopping to sell DVDs and Blu-rays as mm. of yeah, it, it's going to start January, 2022, which is not far away. Right now, this Survivor Series that just happened is going to be the final DVD. Um, This will affect Australia, Canadian physical media also. So, it's not just the U.S. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even they're stopping. Because, let's face it, man, no one is buying DVD. I mean, people are. Let me not say no one. It's rare. I mean, I own a ton of the older stuff, but... That's before you could just jump online and look for it and get it and hate to say download it, but download it or go on YouTube or there's so many ways now you can watch it or go on the fucking network. Peacock, excuse me. Mm -hmm. There's just so many ways you can get things now that I mean, I don't have one DVD player hooked up in my house right now. I haven't in a long time. I streamed. Yeah, I
3: mean, the last, I don't know about you guys, but like the last WWE or even just the last wrestling DVD I think I got was uh, when they had that CM Punk DVD come out when he was still in WWE. I bought that, the Blu-ray version of that when that came out because it was a documentary and then it had the matches. But that was nigh on about 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, probably. I mean, I've got a ton of the, I've, I own a bunch of the old ones. I own the, uh, the after Raw series. I have that one. Um, I have the, I have that on DVD. I have the DVD of, um, the, uh, rise and fall of ECW. Yep. I've got WCW. A, I don't have the WCW one, but I, I have the, uh,
4: okay.
2: I own the, I own the four horsemen one. I own the road warriors one. I own a bunch of them. I just, I mean, it's just, that's how far... Those were a ways back, and that's about how far back I remember buying them. You just don't do it anymore. You don't need to. You just don't need to. You want to see Survivor Series? You go on the fucking network. Make them pay, make them pay $9.99 and join your network rather than have them do this. I get why they're doing it. This is fucking... I mean, most people don't even have fucking cable anymore. I got. I don't have cable. It's just too expensive. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I got three kids. That's like having that. That's three cables. Fuck that.
3: It's weird because I I, like I have a paradox with that because I like owning physical media, but I also don't like having a lot of space being taken up by things that I very rarely use. So I don't get DVDs because, you know, if I'm lucky, I'm going to watch it once, maybe every couple of years. So Mm -hmm. it's like there's no real point. It's just going to it's going to spend more time taking up space and being cumbersome than it is actually being used.
2: Yeah. I mean, I had a huge VHS collection, which I then turned into a DVD collection, and DVDs were smaller, so I was able to build on that. Eventually, I started selling my DVDs, like, in lots on eBay. Like, okay, these are all movies with John Candy in it. These are all movies with, you know, Bill Bill Murray in it. I started se- selling them in lots on eBay and just ripping them to my computer. I have them all digitally now. Yeah, just rip them before I sell them. I got them, they were mine. I'm allowed to do that, aren't I?
3: Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, who
2: gives a fuck? <laughs> You're allowed to do anything as long as you don't get caught. That's the kind of the way it goes. But I mean, that's just what I did. I I I still have a few. I mean, I still have a, I even still have a few VHS. There were things I couldn't find on DVD, like, and I still have a Gallagher VHS. Really, really, I do. I have a Gallagher one. I have two Sam Kinison ones. I have a Bruce Lee box set that I got that I still have on VHS. I still have some VHS that I could not part with and like I think I have like probably still I have like 65 to 70 DVDs left and that's about it but I had I have hundreds. yeah I have a handful of DVDs but I didn't have that many to begin with so oh, I had hundreds hundred hundreds like four or five hundred <laughs> I had a lot yeah because so I didn't go to the movies I just bought movies so, but um, yeah, I mean, this is people are like freaking out about. Oh my god, I have to own it. Well, you can digitally, <laughs> you still own it, right? Yeah, it does. I
3: mean, I kind of understand that complaint a little bit because it does feel different to like you know have it as a piece of media digitally versus actually having physical copy. And I mean, I guess if you want to try to meet in the middle there you could always just like buy a flash drive or whatever buy an external hard drive and i could put it all on there so you still own something physically that has all this stuff oh,
2: burn a copy I, I,
3: I can understand that quite a
2: bit. Yeah, burn a copy make your own cover and shut up oh
3: shit <laughs> i told the story before a little bit but i was at an indie show as part of a music festival that we have downtown here, but I was at, there was an indie show that was running in, in conjunction with that. And there was a, uh, the guy, I don't know if some people know him, some people don't, but the nature boy, Paul Lee, I've which heard of is him. exactly what you think it is. It is a guy who pretends to be Ric Flair, but is not Ric Flair. He had a, he had his own merch table. Mm-hmm. And when I say he had his merch table, I mean that he had a bunch of burned DVDs that yeah. he fucking wrote in like Sharpie, <laughs> the covers and the box art for uh, that he clearly just burned old WWF shows or WWE shows onto DVDs and we're selling them for like fifteen bucks a pop. And I was like, God bless this guy. I am now a fan. I don't care how he wrestles. I just appreciate that puzzle
2: That's called bootlegging, sir. Mm-hmm.
3: Cause if there's no way that's not even like remotely legal, but he is still fucking getting it done. Yeah,
2: that's called bootlegging. Exactly. Can't do that, but yeah, uh, awesome. I respect the hustle, sir. I do. I'm surprised he hasn't been shut down. He might've been by now. Know yeah. yeah. There you go. Now, um, now, smart. We were uh, kind of mentioning GCW a little bit there. And it looks like you've got a little bit of, I hope that wasn't your ruined. <laughs> I hope I didn't ruin your last story.
3: Oh, no, no worries um so let's see i'm gonna go ahead and pull that up here but yeah they they had a show this weekend or that a weekend of shows that was pretty good i watched them uh there was a big it was a big wrestling weekend this week too because they had triple mania i checked that out that was pretty cool because they had the show in a baseball stadium it was a mexican baseball stadium so like Ooh. it was this big open area and they had like a flyover and they had like color guard and all this shit. So it felt like a like actual sporting event. Wow. It's kind of wild. Um, so that was that was a good show. But anyways, in terms of GCW, they just put out an announcement on Twitter today that they're for an update on their Detroit show, Friday, January fourteenth. It's going to be the GCW debut, I'm assuming not in a wrestling capacity, but the GCW <laughs> debut of one Kevin Natch. Mm. So that would be interesting. It's going to be it's like I said, it's the January 14th show uh, in Detroit at seven pm. he's going to be involved. So more than likely he'll have some kind of an opportunity to talk on the microphone, do a promo get involved somehow in that regard, and that'd be pretty fucking entertaining. Because they've been doing a little bit of that with like just some of the older people. When um, they had the the last match that they had between Moxley and Gage. they had a death match, and they had Foley do commentary on it. So that was pretty cool because you would like getting the perspective of Mick Foley on death match wrestling, and that was that was cool. Hmm. So Nash is going to be involved in that, and they're all, it's, it's all leading up to they got a show later on in January. Uh, that they're gonna be doing from the Hammerstein Ballroom that they sold out. So. It's a big month for them the next actually even more than a month this through uh through december and through january is gonna be pretty big for them so nice
2: real nice man real nice oh, <laughs> jesus rhino shelly is that alex shelly mm-hmm. yeah guess
3: we'll- he's doing really good actually over there alex oh, shelly and they used rhino a little bit too earlier this year he- Obviously, being in Detroit, you know, hometown crowd, he got a pretty good pop. So yeah. they're doing a good job of, like, integrating local talent. They used, uh, God, I can't remember his name, but he was in NXT for a minute and won the North American belt, the small, small lad. But they used him. He got a pretty good pop, too.
0: Um,
2: Leo, that guy? Yeah, Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. There you go. I'm like, Leo, no, yeah. not Leo Rush. Leon Ruff. That's the one. There you go. <laughs> I knew who you were talking about. There you go. I knew I knew. So there you go. More GCW news. Who didn't? Come on. We needed it. All right. So let's see here. Okay. I got something. You guys ready for this? Yeah. So it was all over the news over the weekend. Uh, How much? It was all over my news maybe not yours, but mine, that um, Jake Paul was supposed to fight Tommy Fury in a couple of weeks, or a few weeks, I think like a week, and uh, two and a half weeks or something like that. And Tommy Fury pulled out of the fight. So who does, now I know you're like, why in the world is you are you mentioning this? Well, guess yeah, Box, you, what does this have
3: to do with Effie? Exactly. Oh, wait, no, that's a different... <laughs>
2: a whole different show, dude. We are uh, uh, done and gone, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, one Anthony Agogo went ahead and put his name out there and was like, hell, I'll do it. So, um, again, he was originally going to fight him on December 18th. However, the fight was called off because Fury had contracted a non-COVID illness. Well, Anthony Agogo decided to go ahead And tweet at Jake Paul, you shitbag. I've seen one British TV star slash sporting heartthrob has pulled out. This TV star slash sporting heartthrob will happily take his place on 12 days notice. I haven't had a pair of gloves on in three years, but I'll still spank you like the bitch you are. Fight me. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he'd get cleared with that eye.
3: I don't think he understands the spirit of what they're doing if he's talking about actually trying to beat him up. See, what happens is that you get paid a lot of money, you take a dive, and then he does another match with more money.
2: This sounds like, well, let me think, this, this sounds vaguely familiar, Smart. You get paid, you do what you're told, you, you go and you make it look good. Oh, this sounds like exactly where Anthony Ogoko is coming from, wrestling. <laughs> hmm. Are you saying boxing is rigged? Hold I mean, up. This particular boxing. This up.
3: particular boxing, which is not even necessarily it's an exhibition anyway. Hold up.
2: Uh,
3: yes, very much so.
2: Hold Did me. you
3: hear, by the by, if we're talking about <laughs> fights that'll never happen, have you have you heard anything about Jake Hager trying to have a grappling match with John Jones?
2: Uh no. I haven't heard anything about that. Are they like well there you go? Are they like <laughs> are they like bitching about, about like argument on Twitter or something? Am I missing something?
3: Uh let's see AW star Jake Hager was supposed to grapple. Former UFC champion John Jones, so far that doesn't appear to be much of an update with Hager waiting for an update. The AEW man <laughs> It's such a weird way to phrase that. Who the fuck writes these articles? The AEW man recently spoke on throwing down with Renee Miesha. I don't know why I pronounce that it's so weird. He, they throw me off my get Where he provided an update on the grappling match against John Jones. Jake Hager also explained how he found out grappling match was on the table. I was at dinner one night. Add your own lisp in your head, by the way. And I got a phone call from my head coach, Josh Rafferty. He said, I just got a great situation for you. You should say yes before I even tell you what it is. I'm like, okay, I love Josh. He's the man. So I said, yes. He told me and I said, yes, go make it happen. So as far as I know, we're waiting for, we're waiting from then on to just go out to the negotiations and finalize everything. He jumped the gun a little bit, and made the Twitter announcement when we didn't have anything signed. Hmm. I know my response was a little harsh. There you go. But you have to get my name right. You have to get my company right if you want to work with me. Jake Hager isn't sure what the holdup with John Jones is. He thinks maybe he looked over his AEW SMA or even his wrestling record. Quote, I don't know what's going on because I'm training, I'm ready. As far as I know, it's odd. And then it got quiet on his end. I don't know if he saw my resume and said, oh, this is an Oklahoma country boy. And I guarantee he didn't say that. I don't want to wrestle him. Maybe he saw I wrestled for AEW and he got a little scared. Everybody wants to work for AEW, so maybe he just wants to get a job. So I'm wondering, John, come out of hiding. Prove that you're still the GOAT, and I'll put in a good word with Tony for you. Hmm. So apparently on his end, what he was saying, is his manager, like, had it set up and then negotiations went silent on John Jones' end. I don't even know where they were supposed to do this. It was a grappling match specifically, and not even like a actual proper MMA fight or exhibition or however you want to look at it. Yeah,
2: I don't have a clue. I didn't have a clue that was even happening, (laughs) but uh, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting, right? there. I'd be right? down for
3: John Jones being an AEW, especially if they let him keep doing cocaine. Oh. Because my that's what God. wrestling needs
5: more than no. anything.
2: It's just more co- No, that guy's a fucking loser. Yeah, but I mean Okay. Interesting. I know. Anyway, I'm not letting you go here.
3: Eric. Look, we all make mistakes, all right. Sometimes you weren't Run people over with cars. Sometimes you leave the oven on when you leave
2: the house. These things happen. Sometimes before a fight, you pop positive for cocaine. It happens, except for every time he does a fight, he pop positive for some fucking drug, this piece of shit. Time after time, and Dana White just keeps fucking taking it and sucking the dick back again. Oh, John, it's okay. It's okay, John. Shut the fuck up. Fuck up, man up, and tell him to fucking That's, step out of the company.
3: Well, I mean, okay, Dana White's a, like kind of a two-bit hustler, anyway, so that doesn't necessarily matter. But at the same time, it's, it's a weird situation for him to be in because, like, in my opinion, he's far and wide, just the like most talented fighter that they have when he actually passes his shit. To That's great. Like, there is almost nobody better that he. I think he's only like lost like once, and I think it was even like a no decision. So it's like. He's really fucking good, but he's just never available. Yeah, well,
2: there's exactly. there's there's thousands of millions of people out there who are incredibly talented at what they do and don't get paid millions to do it and, you know, can just go out there and do what they want to do, do drugs all the time, pop positive all the time, and still have their job. So I don't feel bad for him at all. Yeah, see,
3: Christopher Kane agrees. He says, John Jones, Steve. He- his coke in his
2: contract. Oh, well, I mean, you know, if that's, uh, I don't know. Again, I personally just think the guy's kind of a uh, piece of shit. But Eric, and I believe you heard, he did say wrestling was, or I'm sorry, boxing was rigged. I heard him. He said it. Yeah. You really think that a sport that's been so on the up and up for so long could be rigged?
3: Smart. I mean, I just, I find it a little bit weird that they let Sylvester Stallone be the heavyweight champion for so long.
2: Ew. You it became a
3: spectacle. Yeah. yeah, and You had fucking Hulk Hogan and Mr. T fighting, and it's like, all right, why would Muhammad Ali let
4: this happen? Now they had the J, what? now they had the Paul brothers fighting, which is a joke.
2: Uh, I know. Well, that's one of uh, Jake Paul that he that this guy was gonna fight, but um, I think I think Anthony Agogo would have a problem getting. Um, I mean, he's had a he had to retire due to his eye issues, but then again, an exhibition, he may be able to sign a waiver. I don't know, man.
3: It, it seems theoretically possible, but Cause, I mean, it's not a legitimate like even outside of. Alleging that it's rigged, it literally is not a legitimate like competition. It's an exhibition. That's why you have like fucking Mike Tyson and Roy Jones doing their thing. It's like no. it's not an actual legit sanctioned. Okay, match.
2: so so exhibitions are not sanctioned. Okay, so he wouldn't need to be cleared for anything. Okay, all right. well that'd be cool, but I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening at all. I don't think. uh I don't think, I think that's the one thing Tony Khan might say. Uh, no, you're not doing that. If he beats you, you're going to look like shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a catch 22 because, I mean, those, those things, as big of a like circus show as they are, and I, I kind of find them a little bit entertaining, but as much of a circus show as they are, they get really. Fucking good numbers. Like all that's all over Twitter and a lot of people actually buy the pay-per-view somehow.
2: Dude, boxing always has been a moneymaker. I mean, it's not like it used to be. I mean, Jesus Christ, back when back when Tyson was doing one round goddamn fights and they were ninety-nine dollars to buy mm. the fucking pay-per-view, those things did fucking millions of pies. It was ridiculous. Mm. And everyone knew it was gonna be a one round fight. Right. But well, my uncles so were a lot it. of the time there would be like a local
3: bar that they would go to and everybody would just chip in a little bit. Like, right. dad, I don't think they normally had cover. They would have cover on those nights right. just to make up for the price of the you know, pay-per-view.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you'd get fucking like, you know, well, I, I wasn't going to bars back then. I was a little young, but I do remember those pay I mean, my dad used to get those pay-per-views. We may or may not have had a black box back in those days. Um, (laughs) My dad knew people, you know? (laughs) He knew people.
3: (laughs) I understand.
2: Uh, Just kind of the way it went. But I don't know. Oh, Sasha Baron Corbin. Should Baron Corbin accept the fight? He's a former two-times Golden Gloves boxer. You know, I would love to see Jake Paul humiliate him. So, yeah, I say he accepts. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. That that that'd be fine with me. Um meanwhile, make a shit ton of money doing it. Meanwhile, uh have you ever watched one of his fights? Did you, any of the Jake Paul fights? Uh,
3: I don't think so. Like I've watched the circus around it. but I've seen a little bit of like, pre-fight stuff, but I don't think I've actually ever watched a full Jake Paul or Logan Paul fight.
2: Eric have you ever seen one of the Jake Paul fights yes All right. He, he's not bad I, I'll, I'll tell you what it did you I, I agree you put Jake Paul though against like cm Punk Jake Paul's gonna kill that guy <laughs> I mean once again cm Punk was that 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 Mike Jackson guy was tickling him while he had him Dominated. He was tickling CM Punk while he had him mount while he was mounting him. That's pretty. That's pretty
4: Jake, su- is the younger one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
4: Yeah, he's the one that fought Woodley and Nathan
2: Oh, let me see here. What did that? Uh, what? Did, what? Did, what? Did, what did uh? Oh no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. He, he, he's showing me Baron Corbin fighting Is what uh, Sasha Baron Corbin is doing here I get to watch uh, Baron Corbin box here <laughs> Let's see here Let's see here Let's see what we got here There he goes, a little touch of the gloves He's got his little headgear on He's got some red and white gloves on Going He actually has a quick jab He's got a quick jab, that I'll say And he's a southpaw there you go. The other guy's a southpaw, too, so it's two southpaws fighting right now. Interesting. Hey, he's got a quick jab. It's all he's done is a fucking jab so far. Oh. Yeah, sometimes it's all you need. Ah, he throws his hook wide, the little pussy. Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 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 ah, he ain't big. He's just tall. That's all. Anyway, anyway, um, were we going anywhere with that or or are we done? (laughs) Probably not. I think we
3: were just talking about boxing and Jake Paul from that there, but yeah, I don't know. You don't think it'll end up being cleared as the point.
2: Well, no, if it's an exhibition, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. So I guess we will see. Um, anyway, I'll get into one and then, um. I think me and Smart only got one left after that. And you know what? We have some audio we can get into. And we'll, again, we'll get into a few tiny things from NXT and then we'll uh, go ahead and move into uh, AEW from there. But um, Fightful is reporting that WWE recently, very recently, and they did file for a new trademark on Tough Enough. If you guys remember that series. That show, that's uh, um, actually where we got Miz. It's where, actually where we got John Morrison from. Um, a lot of people actually came from there. Uh, not many that are still there, but a lot of people did come from those shows over the years. They did file for a new trademark, but if you read what they've applied for, right now it's got nothing to do with television clothing hmm. the clothing is what they've done it for they've done it for clo- uh, clothing all kinds of clothing i'm not going to sit here and go through the list any uh, everything from uh, uh, fucking shoes to to gloves to hats uh costumes um flip-flops boots wristbands bandanas so i don't know I don't know why they would file this one and not go ahead and file for the. Maybe they're going to file for the TV one later. If they have this one, they can file for the TV one later and not give anything away. You know what I mean? But just thought that was interesting. Uh, did either one of you guys ever watch the Tough Enough back back? I mean, that's where we got Mandy Rose from, actually.
4: Yeah, I think no. I watched the Austin awesome one.
2: Okay. That was one of the greatest. I I think. Smack did you see that? Is that the one with um Daniel
4: Bryan or that
2: something else? No, 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 no that 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 was um that was an NXT. That was an NXT, but it was it was kind of tough enough. But it was an NXT tough enough. It wasn't really called tough enough. Um. I remember, okay. <clears throat> I remember when I remember back in the day. Who was that? What was that kid's name? Daniel Pewter.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Daniel Pewter. One, another one from Tough Enough. Almost. Almost got Kurt Angle in a in a triangle. Um live on television. The, the, those were good back in those days. They would make those guys eat like two pounds of pasta, and then do, like, suicide runs until they puked. And then they'd, like, okay, now go to the ring. Like, what? Those were the good old days of that show. But uh, the one with Austin was really good. Um, Smark, which one did you see? I
3: saw the first one. I think I might have also seen the second one, but a, mm-hmm. I have a couple of memories of just like, cause of like the one with uh, Daniel pewter, I think it was like interspersed between like episodes of SmackDown. So it's like, yep. they would show you, even if you didn't want to watch it, they would just show you. So, because I remember the, uh, marty Walt, right at the time he then be, he became the man later but he like kept lying about his age he just kept telling people that he was like 30 something it turned out he was like 42 or some shit yeah and he ended up getting kicked off for just being too old i remember that like the, the one thing that i remember most about like the first season of tough enough was they were doing i think bump drills maybe they were doing something in the ring it's not really important but at one point triple h is like running them through these drills And he points at one of the kids, and he's like, hey, one of your uh, nuts is hanging out of your shorts there. Fix it. I remember that. (laughs) it's like, it's just like, this is great. I'm glad you left that on.
2: I do remember that. that Yeah, I do remember that, actually. I really do. That That was good. That show was really good back in the day. But like I said, it got kind of, believe it or not, once reality TV really started taking off, it got worse because mm-hmm. they started wanting to keep up with, like, the like the Kardashian, and we see what happened with that. We got the Bella's shows and all these Miz and Marie's, which eh, I've heard it's not a bad show, but we got all these shows from that. But Tough Enough was not a bad show. We had, uh, like I said, Mandy Rose came from there. Eva Marie came from one of those shows. JoJo was on one of those shows. <clears throat>
4: um, that was a U.S. name. USA Network, right?
2: It was for a while, mm-hmm. yeah. But like smart said, it began as just kind of a kind of an kind of a SmackDown intermission, if you will. It's kind of what it was. They would, just, ah, okay. yeah, they would just show stuff backstage. Like I said, that's when they were making the guys eat like pasta, and then they would have them like they were literally like in the parking lot doing this shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and like we were talking
3: about a couple weeks ago, Miz and Morrison were both right uh tough enough products
2: yeah both of them so you know and then once it became the 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 season they did with when, when it was page and they whisked hulk hogan off really quietly and replaced him with page actually uh that was right around the n word scandal time for hulk hogan <laughs> so they just sort of <laughs> He's gone. Well, as far as that goes, like,
3: Paige is the exact opposite of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's. <laughs> there's
3: quite a bit of proof of Paige not being racist.
2: Quite a bit. I mean, and, I mean, plus, she's pasty white, so who cares? Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, that uh, there's not many left from that season. The winner gone from that season, the second place guy gone. Really, the one person left from that season is. Mandy Rose, Patrick Who was Clark, the first place winner? Patrick Clark was on the same season as them. Matt Cross was on yeah. the same season as them.
3: He uh, uh, believes Martinez in Lucha Underground was on that. A lot yep. of Lucha Underground people. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You're right. A lot of Lucha Underground people. Yeah, you're right. There's three we just mentioned right there. Oh,
3: yeah. Christopher Kane saying he's right, by the way. Christopher Kane was saying the first two seasons were MTV reality shows. Right, you're right. They were.
2: You're right. I forgot because I think the
3: first season they had that fucking uh, Alien Ant Farm cover of Smooth Criminal that they would like show that they used to promote Tough Enough like endlessly on MTV.
2: I've played that as an intro before. It's a good song. Mm -hmm. It's a good song by both groups, were Michael Jackson and obviously Alien Ant Farm. Um. All right. I mean, I guess that's enough on Tough Enough, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind if that show made a comeback. If they, It depends on how they did it. It just seems like, I mean, even that year with Stone Cold, when that Josh kid won, the uh, the one that used to, I, wasn't he the one that made the fucking, no, or silent rage, or whatever his name was? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh, another one. Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys.
3: He was a total fucking bust. Oh, and it was because they used him like once or twice on television. That was about it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, they had that other kid there who was he was a short kid, unfortunately, but he was jacked. He had a good look to him. He was a good looking kid. Uh, You know, the dark hair and everything. And they uh, Vince even was like, I would have chosen the other guy, Steve. He was talking to Stone Cold. And if you remember, what, what did they do? Slap the shit out of that guy. First thing when he came in the ring. Hey, Austin Theory, remember what happened to Josh Bretel?
4: There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they made him look like
2: an idiot. Yep. Yep, exactly. They did, man. They really did. So, I don't know. I think we got a tough enough enough. A tough enough enough. There's enough tough enough. Uh exactly. Hey, AEW should do one. Oh, please don't! Cody Rhodes as the judge, guest host, and star <laughs> of.
4: Uh,
3: He's a literal judge too. He's wearing
2: like a robe and a fucking powdered wig. Let's see what what would a, what would AEW was- call that show? Because AEW would somehow make fun of WWE with it because they just mm-hmm. can't help themselves. Let's see. Tough enough. Now remember, Impact had gut check, which was...
3: <laughs> Sufficiently rugged.
2: God awful. L- literally, it should have been a gut check. You had to check and make sure you... I mean, you, literally, like, my tough God, cut. are my guts hanging out? This hurts to watch. What w-
4: Tough gut. I don't know. Oh, let's see. There you um, go. Tough gut.
2: Tough gut? <laughs> no. They, they wouldn't <laughs> use tough. They would use some, like... Like rock hard. No. Let's no, not go with that. Uh, <laughs> elite.
4: They have to use something elite.
2: Uh, there you go. There you go. Tough enough. It would be um, simple. Elite enough. That's what they would do. They would go elite there you enough. Go. That's exactly what they would do, Eric. They would just dump elite and go oh, elite he's enough. He's that
3: guy. Okay. Well, I hate to keep up back to tough enough, but... SBC posted in the chat here that Josh was uh, from the 2015 iteration of Tough Enough, and he was the one that got in trouble for calling the social outcast job, which I do remember because I fucking that made me laugh because it's like he's not wrong. Like you're, not, I get that you're not supposed to say that, but like they were.
2: Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You're right, and um, Josh Matthews, right? Yeah. And I th- no. Josh Matthews was
3: a commentator.
2: I believe he was on one of those, dude. He was. Yeah, he wasn't
3: the one that got in trouble for the social outcast. So. No, but
2: I yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, man. You're right. There were a lot on those people on the. uh That's right. The social outcasts, and that was Silent Rage. Was Andy? That's right. Mm-hmm. Andy. They were. I remember, yeah.
4: Silent Rage. Speaking of speaking of uh Cody, um. You see how he was trolling the fans
0: for that tonight?
2: <laughs> uh, uh well the fans are trolling him pretty good, but yeah, he tried with the whole good guy to good guy.
4: I'm telling you, he's trolling he's he's playing to the crowd now.
2: He he's he's
4: Chris, I know you guys do
2: so. Christopher Kane will agree with me. The guy's just sucking his own dick. At this point, it really is just... I mean, it, it, this is so John Cena days. Yep. Um, you, you know, remember that time John Cena got in the ring and even literally turned his heel saying, you guys wanna... and turned his heel. It was like, oh, come on. Oh, you goofy little fucking child. And he, and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had a bit of a heel turn from that now.
3: Depending well, on how you look at things. <laughs> you, you want me to turn heel, huh? Um, all right.
2: The only person to turned heel... <laughs> the, only, the, only per, the, the only country that thinks he's a heel is China at this point. All right, so... Well, he he, he, he swerved Taiwan. Yeah, well, Taiwan loves them.
3: <laughs> For some reason. So they were a I country remember. and then Turn their back.
2: There you go. All right. You know what? Let's just... uh. Take a little audio break here. What do you say? All right. Let's take a little 36-second audio break, and let's listen to Scott Steiner on Bearcat Lee. What do you think? You ready? Mm -hmm. Sure. Here we go.
0: Everybody knows I hate fat asses. See, the numbers don't lie. When you step on a scale that skyrockets past 300 pounds, you might be a little overweight. So right now, you are 100% fat ass. But if you eliminate the beer, the potato chips, the french fries, you got a 50% chance of losing weight. But since you like donuts and Skittles also, eliminate those and your chance of losing weight are a 47 and two-thirds chance. But right now, I believe you will remain 100% fat ass.
2: Okay. So I think what he's trying to say about Bearcat Lee is... He's fat! I mean, that that pretty much what I gathered was... He's fat! I don't know. Am I wrong? No, they're not wrong. It's just what I gathered. It's just what I gathered by that. Scott are never disappointing, everybody. Never Disappointing. Um, TikTok is very good for finding I I don't know how this Billy Baloney guy seems to get all these Scott Steiner videos but he does I don't know if they're doing some sort of show together or something but uh, pretty fun pretty fun Scott Steiner like I said never disappointing always uh, always speaks his mind he's fat is what he's saying all right I think we got that done. Just figured that would be a nice little break to take there. Um, We just want to take another one. Want to take another 39 second break, guys? A little Geico commercial? (laughs) Sure. All right. Let's take a little Geico commercial break. Here we go. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross. But even
1: champs like us need help sometimes. And for super savings. Hold on. For some reason that went to the end. You know, Nikki and I like having options. I mean, who doesn't? We need variety in what we eat what we wear, and the life essentials. Like car insurance. But even champs like us need help sometimes. And for super savings, I look to Geico. No matter what, you can always count on Geico. And when the quote hits your eyes like a big savings prize, that's what you call a super (laughs) good day. Boom, zap, kapow!
0: Visit Geico.com today to see how much you could save.
3: the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a perfect summation of that. No further
4: commentary needs to be provided. Like, they really do a Geico commercial? <laughs>
2: the, the things you see on your Facebook timeline will amaze you sometimes. <laughs> Christopher... Are there
4: subtitles for the Nikki Cross version of that? Christopher Gaines It's bad Gaines. enough that. He's a Girl. It's annoying his house, too.
2: Yeah. Now, the progressive lady. She's pretty hot. Kind of like the progressive lady. Um, Christopher Gaines says, what the fuck? Uh, it's a
4: progressive lady. Never
2: mind. Uh, shit. Yeah, the Geico's got the fucking. <laughs> Yeah, Geico's the goddamn gecko, dude. Come on.
4: (laughs) I forgot. I get those confused. I see so many commercials.
2: Gotta be some laws against reptile love, dude. Chill. You never know. Might (laughs) might have to name the show Reptile Love. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch a commercial like that if there was a commercial. There's a perfect game for the show tonight.
4: tonight.
2: There we go. I think. Reptile love. There that's you a, go. That's a good name for a show F- right F- there, smart
3: Yep. I know I kinda like are- these commercials. Like it's one thing I feel bad for like they're firing all these people, but then they're just getting more and more advertising revenue. That feels shitty. But then I also like these, like, fucking commercials where he had to tell you with the fucking Eating Good in the Neighborhood commercial. Now you have Nikki Cross, you know, espousing the virtues of Geico insurance.
2: Oh, wait, 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 wait. We have a uh, Nikki Ash head and shoulders commercial that Sasha Baron Corbin just posted here. Um, this is probably visual, but let's go ahead and play it anyway. Let's hear. Uh, yeah, I got volume. Please tell me she's showering. You want to be up. a child? <laughs>
1: And you wanna know how. I believe any dream can become your reality. You just have to put in the work. You're never not working. And if anyone tries to stop you, lock them out. Lift yourself up. And fly. You're almost there. Keep going.
0: Head and shoulders. Scalp shield technology
2: works day and night to shield against flakes. It's never not working. Do commercials have anything to do with the product anymore? No. No. No? Okay. you are just trying
4: I, to make okay. me laugh.
2: Okay. I. I <laughs> the weeb said lizard people loving. <laughs> That's a good one too. I like that. Um, you know what? You can we we can sit here and what the fuck and holy shit and my god, but uh, but I'll tell you what: this little superhero character for Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, has really been a positive for her. I mean, she has gotten commercials. She's gotten more TV time than she was ever getting in her old character. I, I mean. You know we can sit here and make fun of it all we want. Meanwhile, she's fucking making bank. That's <laughs> true. So I mean, as Same far as point. yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, good for her for doing all this. I mean, yeah, they're funny, they're weird, they're odd, but uh, hey, good for her and Rhea Ripley too. Good for her, man. Doing something besides mm-hmm. yeah, besides just you know getting made fun of by uh... Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Weebs lizard love is better than radar love I don't know about that man I don't know about that
4: Oh speaking of Charlotte um, Apparently Charlotte and Andrade broke up
2: gives a fuck Uh, (laughs) Well apparently that's up for debate Because now they're saying that's untrue Yeah apparently Andrade is saying Don't believe the fake news Blah 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 So I don't know Oh okay and I oh and, and I mean, since we're giving relationship up, I
4: just heard it from a friend. I'm not gonna name the friend.
2: Uh, there you go. um <laughs> and I guess Bubba Ray. We'll just call him Nick Flair. There you go. And I guess I guess I guess, I guess Bubba Ray and Velvet Sky broke up, so uh she they were dating. oh yeah, long time, long time. Damn. Yeah, so it was a mutual breakup. They're very respectful. They still love each other, but they don't want to be together. And so, if uh, you know anyone uh, wants to hit hit those, hit those DMs, you probably got a shot.
3: Um, <clears throat> what gonna... is Bubba's Twitter? I mean, um, but <laughs> <laughs> do you think he has to still pretend like she's a good wrestler now? Uh, yes. <laughs> It's like, no, I meant that, though. She is really. She's a, she's a great worker. We may not be together, but I still want to get me a piece of that. No, yeah, well, I mean, there's going to be a transition period. of just like, you know, until
2: they both <laughs> lock into something more permanent. Yeah, I mean, the fuck's going to be with fucking Bubba Ray. Uh, anyway. I thought Bubba was always married. I think he was. Like, when he was in WWE, I think he might have been. I can't remember. I really never cared. I wasn't. I, I was never I, I I liked the Dudley Boys, but I wasn't like, oh, fucking Dudley Boys. Uh, yeah. I mean, and you know, I mean, Velvet Sky is a very, very good-looking woman, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. Ash um, Baron Corbin says Bubba Ray sucks.
3: With all caps, I fair enough. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, Weeb I mean, says
3: Velvet must have owed Bubba Ray money.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Possible. <laughs> That's possible too. Alright, let's um, you know what? I, I guess we can uh, bef- uh, you know what? We have two more stories left. Well, you know what? Let's do this NXT thing real quick. Sure. So, uh, I guess the biggest talk, since I've got videos up here, biggest talk about NXT mostly this weekend was obviously this was, this was the uh, War Game show. Biggest talk was pretty much the Johnny Gargano pop- possibly leaving. He did sign a one week extension in order to do this show. I'm I mean, this was a pretty emotional little thing that he went through. He cut a little promo afterwards and there were pictures of him and um Ciampa in the ring sitting there and <clears throat> and Kyle O'Reilly obviously is another one who's who was rumored to be leaving soon. Also even made the Undisputed Era sign with his hands during his match but uh, Johnny Gargano did cut a post-match promo for the NXT fans in attendance the sound is what it is I apologize, you're going to hear a lot of cheering in the beginning but uh, 2 minutes, 20 seconds here you go <laughs>
1: Candace is gonna be really upset that I just ruined the undefeated streak in our our War Games record in our house. So, I mean, that's... I'm in trouble when I get home, trust me, guys. But you guys are saying thank you to me, but really, I wanna say thank you to all of you. Without all of you, there wouldn't be a Johnny Wrestling, and that's true. We love you. 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 And you guys know I love you right back. I'm an open book to you guys, and I'm always 100% honest and 100% authentic with you because I feel like you guys aren't just fans, we've known each other for such a long time now. You guys are like my family, this is like my family. And right now, I'm beat up, I'm sore, I'm tired, I got a lot on my mind. But I want to tell you guys everything, and I will tell you guys everything this Tuesday night. Okay? Okay? Everyone, come right back here Tuesday night, and I'm going to tell you guys everything, okay?
2: Alright, so what do you guys think? You Do you think he's leaving... What do you think? I you, do. You really do?
4: Yeah, I think he's gonna do an indie thing. No I don't think he's gonna sign with a particular company yet,
0: and he's just gonna go.
2: Does anyone do some know? smart did, the indie circuit. Smart, did you watch NXT last night? Do you know what he said by any chance? I know that uh,
3: he was. He gave like a farewell address And he ended up getting attacked by Grayson Waller at the end And there was a lot of like apparently they were chanting Piece of shit at Waller Like they got really worked up That he interrupted his like farewell address So it seems Like that could be one of two things Obviously, That could mean that that's their way of Writing him off television or that's their Way of him writing him off of television Temporarily and there's going to be a feud He's going to come back and he's going to keep being with them because it, it's i really don't know where to land on this because for a while there i thought with him just signing a contract extension long enough to do war games i thought he was i thought it was it for it because it seemed like it was kind of a similar path that uh, adam cole had done, right of just like get the match over with and then that's it but like the fact mm-hmm. that they even bothered to give him like a farewell address unless they're just doing it strictly for the fact of like getting Jason Waller ogre, like it kind of leads me to believe. Cause, like it's been pointed out before, nobody else got a farewell address. Like you didn't get a farewell address from Daniel Bryan. You didn't get one from Adam Cole. You didn't get one from any of the other people that left to go to AEW or whatever. It just
2: doesn't and seem like they would necessarily
3: away. give him that platform if they weren't, you know, if he wasn't coming back.
2: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, That's Eric. True. Yeah. I oh, don't know. I got a feeling he's not going nowhere. I. Kyle O'Reilly, I, I kind of agree with the chat room here. I think Kyle O'Reilly might be on his way out. He's kind of been treated a little more shitty than Gargano. Gargano's had a very, well, I mean, and, and and let's face it, nothing's really working with Kyle O'Reilly. The crowd likes him, but they don't like love him, you know. So he could do better somewhere else. I think. So I think he's the he he might be the one taken off out of there. So.
4: Um, oh Johnny, his wife is still there. So
2: yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, you know the guys getting and his ready best today.
4: friend. His best friend
2: Tampa's there. Yeah, right. And I mean, you know the guys so, getting ready to have a baby. Not 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 Johnny. Yeah, February. And, right, not Johnny, but obviously Candice Lorraine is having the baby. That's 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 how it works.
4: As as much as I would like to see him leave, and because my my I said before, my dream match is. Johnny versus um, Brian and So that's the only reason I went into the
2: uh, And he might. You never know. I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, it just seems like he's probably not going anywhere. So um, let's see. I- there was a little bit of like done. a weird people are all over it because it got
3: tweeted then deleted like instantly. But there, I guess Shinsuke put out a tweet earlier today that said, so long, friends.
2: Mm.
3: which could mean fucking anything, but, you know, obviously people applied it to that. Right.
2: Yeah. So, well, never know. Maybe he, maybe his work visas up. Who knows? I don't know. That could be a thing, too.
3: I don't know. Like, if you had to, like, put a gun to my head or whatever, if I had to bet on it, I would say that he probably does stay, which I didn't think you... I, I thought all the way up until, like, the last couple of days that he was gone, but it seems like he might be... Like, and like we were talking about it before. The you know, Candace also being there puts him in a tough spot too. Right. So it's like, you know, if you leave, like you pretty much just doomed your girlfriend. Like there she won't be long for the world or you know, of NXT at least. Yeah, but, if I, you leave. Yeah, but I hear you. Not right. that she doesn't have the talent to sustain herself, but you know how petty
2: Yeah, but her contract is up early next year also, like February, March, from what I hear. True. So and I mean, you mm. know, but they could also do the old Mysterio and tack on that time at the end for her. Oh, that would be so shitty. I mean, it's not like it's impossible, but uh, wow, that would be fun. It's actually more possible than not, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you know what? <clears throat> let me give a... Let me get... Oh, what? What happened? <laughs>
3: Did I miss something in the chat? Um, uh, Weebs gave an impression of how he felt like Nakamura may have said that.
2: Yeah, let's not read that. Um, <laughs>
4: Is Nakamura's contact up, too? Uh, wow.
2: Well, uh, at this point, I don't know. And. <laughs> <laughs> Weebs, don't do that, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. Oh shit. Okay. Uh-huh. C- can you delete comments in the chat? <laughs> no, you cannot. Just, just so you no. know. No, no option No, I can, but I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, no, but I, I can't hard that. So <laughs> there you go. No, we're not going to put you in DSD jail. I have cuffs. I have cuffs if you want to borrow them. Not, eh. Anyway. Um, tell you what, let me get into my... Well, I guess we can get into this, and then we'll get into Smart. Smart can wrap up the news for for uh, for tonight. Um, Let's get into the Jeff Hardy thing. Once again, another thing that happened mm-hmm. over the weekend. Over the weekend, I was just scrolling through Facebook. Next thing you know. Uh, I see a story on Jeff Hardy, and it turns out Jeff Hardy was uh, all we had as of, I think it was Sunday night. No, it was Saturday night. All we kind of had was Jeff Hardy was uh, not at the Corpus Christi event that was here in Texas. Uh, He had been sent home the night before. The night before, he had a match with, he teamed with Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre against the Bloodline. And that was another show in Texas. It was one of those, you know, super shows. And they said he spent most of the time inside the ring, pretty much just, you know, taking a beating. And by Reigns and the Usos also. And he just kept getting more sluggish, they said. Next thing you know, he makes the tag to uh, Drew. And he just... Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy just disappeared. He just disappeared into the crowd and never returned to the ring. That was it. They're told uh, uh, it. that was it. According to uh PW insider, he was, uh, uh, we are told that instead Hardy went into the crowd, followed by security immediately after tagging out. And, uh, he was replaced the next day with Rey Mysterio. Now, no one's really sure what happened. Uh, Jeff may not be happy. Who knows? I don't know. According to Matt Hardy, again, PW Insider, um, has this out. Matt Hardy was on a Twitch stream on Monday and said this. I did speak to Jeff for a little bit today. He's okay. He's good. I think he'll be fine. Once again, this isn't my business, Matt said. If he wants to go into it with more detail, he'll do it himself. Jeff is okay. He's at home and okay. It's not my business or story to tell or explain. Besides that, it's not my story to tell. It's not my perspective. I love my brother, and I want him to be okay and healthy. I, I, I think... Yeah, it's not his,
4: not his place <clears throat> to say No, and I... I mean, I, his brother.
2: I do get that, but I think by him saying he's okay, he's okay, he's okay so many times, I think he's trying to tell everyone he's sober. I think that's... Yeah. Probably, I think a lot of people immediately are going to go to... Is he drinking? Alcohol. Is he on drugs? Yep. Exactly. So I think Jeff's trying to, uh, Matt's trying to tell everyone he, he's okay. He's not, he's sober. He's, he's trying to be the older brother. Right. I think that's. he the is- older brother? I think Matt might be. I think so.
4: I want to say he is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, He's trying to be the older brother to protect his little brother. I mean, either way, he's trying to protect his brother.
2: Yeah, and which I mean that that's in,
4: in a way where he doesn't yeah reveal whatever he's going to. Do.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that that's fine. I totally get that. And I, like I said, I, I think the only thing he's trying to convey to everyone here is that he's sober. He's not fucked up. He's not out doing crazy shit. He's home with his family, and you know, just figuring shit out. Yeah, maybe he just had a mental breakdown or something,
4: and. Yet to leave, mm. uh, we don't know.
2: Yeah, we all have.
4: We those. can't. We can't sit here and speculate.
2: We all have mental breakdowns, right, guys?
4: Exactly. We yeah. all we all go through shit, and good we're humans, and that's how mm. humans will work.
2: I had a little you
4: mental. Just need, yeah. you, you just need time. Sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no I'm just saying, maybe he's just going through stuff, and I mean, it is the holiday season, and he's just going through something that upset. him. I don't know.
2: Or, he's just fucking done being treated like shit and just wanted to go the fuck home.
3: Yeah, that's true. yeah it's so wild that he just quit in the middle of a batch.
2: i just like, you know i like, this? Well, he pulled the Gail Kim. If you remember, Gail Kim basically quit in the middle of a fucking battle royal. She just walked. She she threw herself out. She eliminated herself and fucking walked out. Never saw her again in WWE. Never to be seen again in WWE. Went right over to fucking Impact. I I mean, it. I get it. It happens. I mean, some people just get fed up with this, fed up with that. And, you know, you're in the ring. You're taking this beating and. I don't know, maybe one of them was hit, hitting him, you know, harder than he expected. Maybe he just didn't feel good. Maybe he had to take a shit. I don't know. Or maybe... Simply- that's what I would
3: be worried about is, like, did he get a concussion or something. He just fucking, like, just lost track of where he was or something. Like, that would be... Because based on the way that it played out... Because initially, you hear the report of, like, Jeff Hardy sent home. And you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. You're right. But then when you hear about how it actually played out, it's like, if he... Theoretically, if he would have been drunk or high, like, it would have been evident from the beginning. So, if like he was yeah. wrestling half the match and then he just like peaced out for seemingly no apparent reason, I don't think it would have been because of drugs or alcohol.
2: Yeah, and 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 you know, but thank you for bringing up what the headline was in most of the articles. And yeah. fuck these goddamn fucking dirt sheets. He wasn't sent home. He went the fuck home. You literally could have yeah. taken the S and replaced it with a W. Sent, went. He went home. He was not sent fucking home. He went fucking home, obviously. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and again, I mean, even this article says he was sent home from the road by WWE. It sounds to me like he fucking took his bag and hit the fucking road and rode off into the fucking sunset or nighttime or whatever it was. or Moonlight. I think Nathan yeah. Jones did that too. Like they did a did a
3: couple of shows in uh, Australia, and he was just like, "All right, I'm back home. I'm just gonna hang
4: out here." know. We, doing, he just wanted to spend time. To, he "Up uh, this, I want to spend time
2: with my family." Eh, Nathan Jones is doing fine. You get some movie. Look it up to make sure Nathan Jones gets a movie role here and there, though. So he's fine. He was in the Oops. um that new uh Mad Max Fury Road was that it? Yeah. He was I mean that?
3: that I think that's the latest one. It's been out for a minute but
2: yeah. Uh, he's done a few he's been in a few movies. You don't recognize him a lot cuz he's usually <laughs> dressed in crazy clothing and, or in makeup but he's been in a decent amount of movies. I'm I'm not going to look up his IMDb. I don't, I don't I don't I don't have I ain't got time for that shit. Um, yeah, that's literally
3: what happened They were on a tour yeah. in Perth, Australia and He's an Australian guy He was like, yep, yeah, alright He quit because the uh, touring schedule was too rigorous According to old Wikipedia got a Oh, flight. he was in the new Mortal Kombat that?
2: Nice, he got a free flight home And said, go fuck yourself <laughs> Alright Anyway <clears throat> Alright Smart I mean, I, I got nothing else on Jeff Hardy. I, I would, or I, I just wish him all the best. Hope, hopefully, he's staying sober, doing well. Um, whatever he decides, yeah. whatever he decides, I wish him the best in what he does. Whichever, if if he wrestles again, if he doesn't, if he decides to fucking retire and heal up and spend that time with his family, good on him. If he, for him, yep. And that's yeah. that's all I got to say on that. Smart, you got anything else, or you good? No, I'm good. Well, why don't you go ahead and wrap the news up, and we'll uh, continue from there right into the dub. Okay, so I will say about
3: this, this is uh, certainly the first time you've ever reported something like this happening. <laughs> so this uh-huh. is a little bit of a groundbreaking. Uh, we talked about John Cena being on Chinese communism, but uh, we're going to go from China to Mexico here. One twenty-eight a.m. this morning, Jack Evans sent out a tweet says quote, this will sound like a fake message, but it is not. I am currently being extorted by two police officers from the Delville Police Department in Mexico City. In the last four days I've had to pay around seven thousand pesos, three hundred and fifty dollars American, and I'm not paying any more. So if I get arrested on drug charges in the next little bit, I want to put it out there right now that it was planned by the Delville government or
2: police department. Uh, uh, Mexico Mexico City is in Mexico. So those that Mexico's cops are not known for being. How do I say this, Mark? How do I say this?
0: A
3: bit lacking in the customer service department. Uh,
2: that's 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 good. That's good. Um, Of of questionable morality? Ah, fuck it. Most of them belong to some cartel. Let's just put it that way.
3: Um, It's not what I,
2: it's Mark Wahlberg said. Those are some very corrupt police down there. Um, They say a lot of those kidnappings are due to police looking the other way, sometimes police involved in it. Uh Mexico can be dangerous, man. I, I do know that. Now, I believe Jack Evans lives down there, doesn't he?
3: Sure does. Yeah, he was, had been working for AAA for quite a while, like after Ring of Honor and all that. And so he spent the majority of his, like, wrestling career in Mexico, and he still lives there. He's got you know, his wife and kids there. Yeah, kids, plural. He's got well, his wife and kids are there.
2: Okay. Has he updated anything since then? Do we know anything um
3: nine hours ago update i filed an official complaint and got all of my witnesses together there is a lot of them in parentheses and i am just laying low nothing else to share uh and he was also let me see if i can pull it up to figure out how long ago it was weirdly enough though apparently his idea of laying low is going on twitch oh. so that probably wasn't a great idea uh
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I, uh, two hours uh,
3: ago, he was on Twitch.
2: Yeah, I hate, hate filing a complaint. Uh, but uh, anywho, yeah, I'm not quite sure what to even get into on this. But um, I mean, let's face it, Mexico's cops just have what a lot of uh, stories have to say. Now, trust me, I know not every one of them are, you know, bad, but. I wouldn't doubt if he's telling the truth. I don't think Jack Evans would just get on Twitter and lie like that. Uh, so no, or he was coming up on drug charges and making up a quick fucking story. <laughs> 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 Shit! I'm pulled over.
3: Quick hey. tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Shit, Teddy, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do?
2: <laughs> like, well, I got an idea. Check it out. Hold on. Go ahead and Wait get on that uh get on that there, Twitter, man. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, and then and then what you do is you go on and you be like, look, police officers, they're coming over and they're saying, Look, you 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 need to pay me uh pesos. Don't forget pesos, convert it to American, and uh then just say they planted the drugs on you, man. You'll be good from there, eh? Yeah. So what I'll
3: say is I, I'll choose to believe this until Jack Evans posts a video of himself in his car with a disco ball.
0: Okay,
2: good idea. Yeah, I think that's a better idea, man. And uh, make sure to turn on your cell phone and uh, carry that around, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> turn on the geo tracking, eh? Yeah, two, yeah, definitely geo tracking. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, I
3: what, what I will say about this story that is funny to me is like actual quote unquote, if you want to look at him that way like, journalist sites and programs have avoided this like it's the fucking plague. Because it is a very unusual situation. Like, there was no talk about this on The Observer. What culture is not chiming in? (laughs) Like, it's so funny to watch these people just like, no, no, we're not going there. This is a very weird situation, and like, in all seriousness, I don't know where he currently is. I don't know if he was on the road with AEW or what, but like, he does have a wife and kids there and he might be there himself and that's some scary shit like if he can get out of there he just go ahead and stay the fuck out
2: of there yeah most definitely most definitely needs to do that so um jack evans good luck sir take care of yourself and uh let's move on to AEW, gentlemen what do you say
4: mm-hmm. oh I met the first half hour, so I'll just I'll just
2: uh, listen to. Oh, you did? Well, you want to hear how it started? Yeah. Here it
4: goes. Yeah, I mean, I have it. Oh, no. MJF. Oh. I mean, CM oh, Punk came out, right?
2: It is, but not only. I'm not going to tell you how it went. I'm going to play exactly what happened at the beginning of the show. Here you go.
5: Yeah,
2: that's one uh. of you. <laughs> Here, MJF's oh, music. Is <laughs> and then CM Punk comes out.
5: <laughs> what the
2: hell? Listen to Look that crowd. <laughs> That's that punk CM Punk.
0: The one and only CM Punk is here. <laughs> That's
2: well, not very nice. You know, we we talk about mind games, and MJF the master of mind games. All right. So, oh, no one wants to hear that shit. This is brilliant by Punk because oh yeah, he knew he wasn't gonna be able to be more over than MJF and MJF's hometown. He knew it, so he decided to go out yeah. there. And go ahead and just get the heat on him, and he was even healing up on the crowd, making fucking Islanders references to the New York to the uh, New York crowd and everything, and fucking with them. He he pretty much went punk cocky heel. Would you say smart? Yes. Yeah. 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 And but still had a smile on his face he te- doing it. He teased it yeah but 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 again he still had the smile on his face the shit-eating grin he had still while doing it which was great so we we got that from punk i mean again pretty much this the the promo you would expect to hear from punk uh going off there mjf you know he crossed the line talking about my dog blah 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 and then next thing you know we go to commercial, we come back, and we see a Ferrari. And I couldn't help myself. I decided to take a look for that vignette because it was hilarious. I don't even think that I could do it justice. I just know we got a line about how long he can do a keg stand. And I started laughing, so I missed the last 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear him give his keg stand time? Either uh <laughs> Smart. I don't remember the exact time, but yeah, that was it was fucking amazing. Took. I think it might have been four minutes and thirty two seconds or something like that. I was like, "Jesus, what the? This is fucking amazing." Anyway, here you go. Let's go ahead and do this. This was all a lead up into the uh, diamond dynamite diamond battle royal. So here we go. Let's go ahead and play this. It's only a. It, it felt like it was longer, but it was only a minute and forty six uh, seconds. So here we go. I'm gonna hit play. Oh, I should probably take it off mute before I hit play. Uh, Let me do this, back it up, unmute, and let's go.
0: The difference between a hero and a villain is perspective. If you think this man is a villain, you aren't from Long Island. You haven't driven on the LIE with a top down while blasting Billy Joel. You haven't (laughs) grabbed some Ralph's Ices, some Ben's matzo ball soup, and a Bagel Boss Bagel. If you don't get that, you're probably a poor, and most definitely, mid. The perspective of people from the most magical place in the world, Long Island, New York, is that this man is a hero. Allow me to list off the accomplishments of this mighty hero, All-State middle linebacker, breaking the Nassau County all-time record in tackles for a season. All-State choir tenor two, captain of the all-male a cappella group, known as the A cappellas. Uh-huh. Made part his freshman year in amateur wrestling and was never taken down. He also broke the Plainview high record in the keg stand. With an impressive 1 minute and 33 second chug. Uh, 133. Yes. I know what you're thinking. You're correct. He pulled so many chicks. I mean, (laughs) bro, it was freaking nuts, dude. The bottom line is this man might not be your cup of tea. But to us Long Islanders, he's salt of the earth. And that makes him better than you. And you know it. There you go.
2: Did we see a double turn tonight, maybe? I don't know, man. That New York crowd fucking loved them some MJF, though, man. They really did. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a hometown thing, but they probably, were definitely behind it. Probably is. But, man, they fucking loved MJF tonight, and it was fucking really cool to see. It really was, man. He's going to end up being the same kind of baby face as CM Punk. He's going to be that kind of cocky, still with the shit eating grin, baby face, still making fun of people. It's just what he's going to be. Just what he's going to be. And it's still going to be fucking greatness from him. So, um, and, and yeah, one minute, 33 seconds. That was the, uh, that was the time. But then we did see, um, MJF come out again. Huge pop. Um, and this basically, this match was mostly Wardlow protecting MJF, just like last year. It was kind of the same thing. <clears throat> I did like the little Haas fight we got with uh, Hobbs and Wardlow. That was pretty yeah. cool until until Leo Rush ended up kicking out Haas uh, Hobbs. That was just funny. That was just funny to me. Uh, the match did, It was a bit of a. AEW chaotic clusterfuck as usual, but uh, it ended up being Dante Martin and MJF yep. as the last two, so they will face off next week at Winter Is Coming. That's about it, right? There you,
3: yeah. there you go. Yeah, you know go. I think they're about covered it. They basically uh, the partnership with uh, Dante Martin and Team Taz ended up being a swerve. He turned their back. He turned his back on Team Taz. He right. ended up you know siding with Leo Rush all along and Taz was hot about it all night on commentary which made for a fun element it was one of the more positive parts of the show
2: ah, well I think everybody knew that was going to happen anyway so yeah that's fine though it's fine. something should be predictable that's not a big deal uh, after that we had this 8 man tag we had Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes they went up against the Acclaimed in 2.0 oh uh, Oh, Max Caster with a Cuomo joke—that might get him in trouble. <laughs> what? What? What was that? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't uh, know. I mean, you know, he's—he's being—you know—he's got alleged sexual harassment. You don't make fun of sexual harassment, Mark. This is
3: true.
2: This is true. But okay. I don't think there's many. I, uh...
3: People that tend to get upset about things like this don't tend to be Cuomo supporters. So uh, there's not not a big crossover, I think, in uh, like overweight, pink haired, white women and uh, Andrew Cuomo supporters.
2: Well, you didn't think they went to the Chappelle show either, and there's pictures of them. But
3: uh... (laughs) (laughs) they announced that he's going to be on a big comedy festival for Netflix. Yep, and people are not happy.
2: (laughs) His his former high school is naming their their uh, theater after him and people are not happy <laughs> and they're not backing down they're like it, uh, Chappelle said look i'll do a poll if you, if 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 you know you guys really hate me that much explain why and uh, i'll put up a poll and we'll see what happens the school said screw the poll we don't care what the fuck wh- what the outcome is we're we're naming it after you Yeah, school with some balls. Uh, I like that. Um, This was a. You don't see that much. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't usually. But um, this was that
3: shit was. Speaking of high school, that shit was crazy to see because, like, that's when I noticed. I knew that like Chappelle's show was like going places because Mm -hmm. I had a friend. Me and my friend were like these two nerds. We would just watch. We like watched it from the very beginning, like the fucking night that the first episode of season one aired. And we would always talk about it to each other and, like, quote sketches and shit, but then that fucking, when they had the Rick James skit, Mm -hmm. and everybody in the fucking, our middle school was just, you know, Rick James, bitch. Like, that was, it was a whole nother, it was a whole nother level after that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, it was, man. That show just blew the fuck up, and, I mean, Dave Chappelle blew up after that. He was already big, but he became fucking huge after that show, and he's fucking still riding it right now. Um I like this match. And with a little bit of help from Eddie Kingston, Jurassic Express got the win. The heels jumped at Kingston backstage. And we went to commercial. And we come back. And we get the the Young Bucks coming out with their whole little click. And uh, we get Chuck Taylor. uh, Actually, the Young Bucks versus Chuck Taylor and Rocky Romero. Now... I think we all knew the Bucks were going to win, right, guys? Right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't lose much. So they, of course, did. Um, and the Elite go ahead and they take out all the best friends after the match. And then suddenly we hear music. And we see a minivan. And it's Sue driving in. Trent Perretta's in the back. He pops out, looks lean, ripped, and shaved his head. And bam. Yep. Goes in there, clears the fucking ring, and the best friends are all back together again. We get many group hugs.
3: Indeed. So I want to double back real quick. Sure. Um, after the, the Jurassic Express match, they were interviewing them on the ramp. They were oh, interviewing yes. Gerard, the varsity blondes. And lights went out. Out comes Malachi Black. He spits the toxic mist into Julia Hart's eyes and she sounds like it's like the end of the world for her. like I kind of understand but at the same time I have a little bit of a bone to pick with it because it's like if you if he's done this multiple times already in the past mm. No, why did no one think to put their hand up like it just in anticipation or why did nobody at least back up because so he got right in their face and they just looked at him like fucking total morons like I mean I understand it, but the, the short answer is because it's in the script But like at the same time, it's just like just fucking step back. You know that's what he does. Stop letting him do it. Be smarter. You look like total
2: fucking whoops. I mean, she's blonde. This is true. So I mean, they're all blonde, so they're all I guess they're all dumb. I mean, they are the varsity blondes, which makes more sense. I mean, you know, idea. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Trent Beretta back once again. I. Guy looks great man. He looks a lot like I said leaner than he was. Yeah. But um looks good. Glad to see them back together again. Uh and I mean I believe he had spinal fusion surgery, like the stone cold edge surgery. Mm. Came back Yeah, pretty, that's what he said. Came back pretty fucking quick, man. So good for him. We'll see how much he does right now. He'll probably come back in a little slowly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um Won't take that much bumps, probably. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a big tag team anyway, a big, you know, stable. So he doesn't have to do too much, which is good. Right after that, we got Tony Schiavone. He's with Sammy Guevara. Sammy starts to talk about this whole open challenge thing, like literally gets a half a word out. Cody Rhodes comes out.
4: Cody comes out.
2: Cody comes out to the sea of booze. And he's shaking his head. He's got this shitty grin on his face, and he's praising Guevara for the open challenge. And then suddenly he's like, "Yeah, by the way, your next match is against me." And Sammy's like, "Of course it is, douchebag." That's ba- I mean I I know that's not what he said, but you can see by the look. <laughs> so
3: oh, that is going to be because it's a um, it's a Christmas Day episode of Brand. Correct. That they're going to have this match. Mm-hmm. Those, those those ratings are going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah, they are.
2: They yeah. They
3: I are. mean, I guess that that's one thing. Cody's like jumping in front of the bowl a little. Yeah.
2: yeah. I guess. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess he is. Ethan Page interrupts. He starts cutting a promo, "Hey, why, you know, why won't you give us, you know, he's talking about the uh, Him and Scorpio Sky. Why won't you give us a chance?" You know, because, oh, I know why we're, we're the top five and you want to fight the lower guys, blah, blah, blah. Dan Lambert is coming back, according to uh, Ethan Page. And um this promo kind of went nowhere. Mm-hmm. It just kind of went nowhere. It was just like said just to be said. I don't even think Sammy responded. Did he? No. He
4: no. just looked at him and put the belt on the ground
2: i I didn't think he responded at all, so really, this was I, Blah. useless Yeah, kind of, yeah, I mean, neither one's all that
3: great of a promo, in my opinion, like Sammy's getting he's getting there, but Paige's not all that great, Scorpio not all that great, I and mean, there's a reason why they're putting them with Dan Lambert, so they don't have Lambert there for them. It's kind of rough sailing, yeah.
2: I guess. I mean Sammy never got fucking even a full word out before the whole thing was shut off, so I don't know. But um after that we had Jamie Hader versus uh Why did I put Britt Rio. Baker? Yeah, it was Riho. I don't know why I put versus Britt Baker. Uh Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Um uh, after a long match. It was Rio uh did win. Again, the story is that uh Riho has not beaten brit Britt Baker has not beaten Riho in a match yet, so obviously she thought that Jamie Hayter was gonna do it um I like jamie hater very nice mm-hmm. very nice um and then of course after the match uh she's jumped uh, by uh Britt Baker and the whole team and um I believe smart that's when. Julia Hart came out, and then they were up there. I think Julia Hart came out to break that up. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's actually
3: slightly after that because it was a whole thing – and uh, I was just looking at the results to make sure that I got the order right. But, yeah, that did happen after that. So I did ah, flub worry. up the order a little bit. Ah. But the one thing that made me laugh before we talk about that or before if we do talk about that anymore was mm-hmm. I got a kick out of like the whole after the battle royal. has kept saying that, you know what, it's time to fucking take the gloves off. He's got an announcement that he's going to make. Like later on in the show, regarding Rampage, and he's just gonna shake things up, and it's like gonna be this—he's selling it like it's gonna be this big groundbreaking announcement. And he's like, you know what? It's time for my secret weapon uh, on Rampage. We're gonna see the debut of Hook, and he's taking on Fuego del Sol. It just made me laugh. He's like, yeah, it's his son, but it just made me pop because he was just like he built it up so much. He's like, that's it, motherfuckers. I'm not playing
2: dice anymore. It's Hook time. Jesus Christ, that is pretty good though. That's uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I I mean, it was a decent match, and that's about it. I got nothing else with the Britt Baker Yeah. with Riho and Julie. And then basically, we get right into the uh, main event, which was John Silver versus Brian Danielson. I don't think anyone thought that John Silver was going to be the guy, uh, even though he was in his hometown. I don't think anyone thought no. I don't think anyone thought he was taking that streak that winning streak right now that mm-hmm. Danielson is <laughs> on.
4: especially not a week before title match
2: exactly and Danielson wins did promise that he was gonna kick silver's head in so he starts doing it hangman comes out running sprinting out saves silver and um then Page just gets up and says hey I'm going to stomp the shit out of you. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Liking it, man. Man, he sprinted the fuck out there in those fucking... He was in boots, I believe, too. Cowboy boots. Mm -hmm. You know how hard it is to run in cowboy boots? I don't know how hard it is to walk in cowboy
3: boots. I do not wear cowboy boots.
2: Running is not easy in a pair of cowboy boots, I can tell you right now. It is not. Is not easy. I don't wear them much, but it's not easy to run in cowboy boots. I don't even care if you got a pair of wides. Yeah. Even wides, it's hard to run in. <clears throat> so, but uh, decent show tonight. Nothing um, groundbreaking. Too happened. amazing. Yeah, nothing too amazing. Nothing wow about the show. Good show. Nothing. Uh, nothing really to bitch about. I mean, the only wow. I mean, I guess. Yeah. One wow! I mean, Trent Perretta came back, and that's a that's a pretty goddamn good thing, especially from the surgery he had. So I guess that's one wow thing about the show. But uh, otherwise, I think that's uh that's about it right there. I think we uh, I think we got through everything, gentlemen. Yeah, I
5: think
3: they're just kind of hedging their bets on next week being a real big show. So last two weeks have been kind of underwhelming, but it is what it is. I think maybe just a matter of kind of getting spoiled, because there was a while there where they were hitting some real good like consecutive streaks They're having some really good shows, but a little bit on the downside this week. Dirk said it was a mid-show.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I know. Coming up on the holidays, what are you going to do?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's been another thing, is that it's not really worth reporting or anything, but Melzer was saying that like all of Wrestling TV has been on a downswing the last week or so with ratings because it's just everybody's doing shit. You know, everybody's shopping. Everybody's, you know, doing whatever they're doing to get ready for the holidays or watching Christmas specials or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just not a time for active viewing of television.
2: Dude, starting the first week in December, companies start having Christmas parties. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just the way it go. Schools are starting to have little Christmas things every week, and people are busy right now, man. And people I, it, are working,
4: people are working late. If they work in retail.
2: It, oh yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. People working late, trying to make extra money, overtime. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. That's fucking life. So exactly. Anyway, I think it's time to get out of here once again. Got to be up at 5.30. So let me go ahead and play this final music that we always play, the old take y'all drunken ass home. And Eric, go ahead and kick us off, man.
4: Everything Unscripted Podcast. dot com slash Everything Unscripted Podcast. Um, Friday nights. Unscripted Podcast. Unscripted Wrestling Show. On Saturday, the Unlimited Show
2: and then Sunday, uh, Scared the Cat. And Tuesday and Wednesday, the NFL Hard Hits. All right. There we go. Which brings us to the high marks, of course. That's right. It's Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz. And you can find them on the Mixler. Right here on Mixler.com. So that's Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. And you can find them Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. So definitely... Go ahead over and check them out. And of course, you got Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades, the Inhumans. They are the Inhuman Experience. You definitely want to be subscribed to them anywhere that you get your podcasts from. And of course, we got Stephen Milani sharing the show. A letterboxd B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan. Find him over there reviewing movies. And uh, like I said, Hollywood hangout. I'm not hundred percent sure I'll be able to do one. If not, maybe I'll jump on Sunday and get one done one way or the other. I'll figure out what's going on one way or the other. I just it might be tough for me to do one. So anyway, some more roll it out, man. Yes
3: sir. Mondays eight thirty PM on the Metal Bed Podcast Network on the Mixer Machine. It is Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man G Wiz, Luke Birch and myself. Be sure to check us out live or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, Sundays, 2.30 p.m. Be sure to check out the Motor City Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. And last but not least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet (laughs) (laughs) Rack on Tour. It's Planet Rack on Tour, a podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sincere, and Young Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available for you right now. And be sure to subscribe for Season 2 as it rolls on
2: out. All right. There we go Alright everybody Thanks for joining us Thanks for listening Thank you Thank you Thank you And See ya Adios If you don't
5: know what to do with yourself Take your